Thank you to our four sponsors for supporting our podcast. Johnny Russell's Art Caterers and Milktown Pies, Alexander Grace Law, Jez and Lisa's Spoonful of Sweets and SPE Furnishings. Links to their websites are available in the show notes and on our website. Don't forget to subscribe to get all the latest episodes as soon as they're released. Right, good evening everybody and welcome to a different type of podcast for the Housecast. This time we're looking at discussing what's going on in the season, what's going on behind the scenes and in front of the scenes down at the world famous, fantastic Law House Cricket Club. We've no guests on this evening other than the important people. There were all the lads who've helped out host this, produce it, edit it, whatever else you want to do. We're just going to have a chat about the season. We're going to talk about how things are going. We're a bit concerned it might be a little bit too serious or not funny for people, but let's give it a try. It shouldn't go on forever. We just want to see how it's going to go. So first of all, there's four of us that are going to chat things through. Just had a conversation with uh, with this young man earlier today. He's going to be the representative from the players from the cricket club. It's our one and only Joe Martin. How's it going, Joe? Uh, very well, thank you, Jez. Yeah, we're uh, emerging out of the lockdown well, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was good to see you today. It was good uh, yeah. to see a bit of a game going down and down at the club. You seemed a little bit involved. What was, uh, who was playing and uh, yeah. how did it? It was um, uh, a Law House under-14s team okay. against a Liverpool representative team. So one of my friends who's a coach, who has his own coaching school in Liverpool brought a team yeah. over of 14-year-olds to come and have a game against against our boys. What number did you bat? Do you know what? It does nothing for my self-esteem when they're all taller than me. It's absolutely <laughs> terrible. I never, I never thought of that because I, uh, I was a distance away. But looking, I, I suppose you were a similar sort of size, Joe. Um, no, that's fantastic to see. And it was good to see there. Then stands was whinging as normal. Complaining, he's had, I think he said, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, he's had games on the square. Tuesday wasn't fit for him to repair anything. Wednesday, he did a bit, and then today, he's, uh, he's not been able to get on. But it won't be stand if he wasn't morning. So let me just introduce the other two guests who we've got on to discuss various topics this evening. From two or three hundred miles away, who will be keeping on top of all our scores and results and, and wishing as well. We've got uh, the ex-skipper, Gary Morris. How's it going, Gary? Evening, Jez. Good to catch up with you all again. Um, yeah, you're right. I've been uh, keeping up with things and it's good to see uh, some good performances uh, creeping into the start of the season already. Brilliant. Yeah, no, that's good. It's good to get your input, Gary. You know, we're we we we're quite close to it. Obviously, Joe's right in the thick of it and our fourth horse is, uh, is just on the periphery, but I think he gets most of the shit. So it will be good to have a catch-up between the four of us. So the fourth uh, host who's, who's helping me out with uh, with this podcast is the one and only Joe Beneducci. How's it going, Dooch? Good, thank you, Jez. Very good to be back on here. Yeah, that's good. Are you stressed? Are you OK? I'm all right. You know, yeah. some some weeks are more stressful than others. Last week was the, was a real challenge because it really? was a treble, treble header. Yeah. So it was a T20 game on Friday night. Uh, where's the cup game Saturday, league game Sunday? And you will know that some of our uh, senior players cannot play three games a weekend. So we had a few discussions as to how we were gonna how we were gonna manage that. But yeah, it was all good fun. Yeah, I, I, you know, just for you know, Kirk, it's a long time since I was in in that mix of trying to get players and people crying off. And I, you know, I help out when I can do. We've had conversations previously. Just just for the listeners, just just give us an insight of. You know, first of all, how the teams are picked. And I'm not saying don't go into the intricacies of who picks them and who doesn't, but maybe how it works, how the messages go, WhatsApps, etc., etc. Right, well, uh, we've obviously got team captains and they're integral in, in how, the, how the teams get picked. For the first yeah. and the second 11, I just kind of help the captains and try and be a voice of reason for, for the captains and help help them select their teams. Stand does the thirds and the fourths, me and the 
captains for the first and the seconds do the first and the second. So that's Ben and Matt. Uh, yeah. Matt obviously is fantastic to have involved because he's captain in the seconds, but obviously he's got a wealth of uh, first team experience. So Matt pitches in with first team discussions as well. So we do have a, a good three way conversation usually if there are any uh, if there are any issues to be discussed. I have to say that more often than not for this year and the previous two years, the first team almost picked itself. We don't have we don't have 15 first team players really. We have probably 12 this year. So there aren't masses and masses of decisions. There are obviously a group of players under that 12. Um the first team more often than not is yeah. most self-selected. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's interesting that you've you say that about the 12, because you know the other podcasts we've spoken about in 14, 15, and then going through with Corbus's years with with probably 18, sometimes up to 18 players. Is and it, does that cause difficulties? I, I, I guess it hasn't already this year, but will it cause difficulties if we have a few injuries? And you know, what would it be like bringing in you know some quality players in the second job? Yeah. How will it go if you know on the negative side if things don't go right, lack of form and injuries? Well, I mean, we've we've probably all earned our chance through through lack of form and injuries and uh, uh, the group above. We we probably yeah. all us four got our chance in the first team because of that. And that, you yeah. know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever want us to not have opportunities for younger players coming through because that's how you that's how you make your way in the side. Yeah. Um, I guess the difference now is with this league that we're playing, there are no easy games. <clears throat> you want to have your strongest. 11 or you, or 11 of your strongest 12 out on the pitch as often as you possibly can because yeah. if you don't you you will probably lose ground you yeah know, there is no there are no real freebies in this division that we're in now so yeah, yeah. I mean that puts a slightly different spin on it yeah no, and, and I, it, I'm going to bring Gary into this and just um I am to appreciate it Gary properly you know I've watched you know a, a few games this year and looked at the amateur sides but I'm chatting to Matt, my brother, and also Charlie Cottam a little bit, and they are saying this is massively tough, tough league. Have, have you looked at any of the players in there, Gary, or done any research, or is that a bit of a surprise to you? Um, what you mean, the the quality generally? It's all sort of maybe. I mean, it's done what they set out to do, isn't it? Really, and that's yeah. to get the strongest sides playing each other at the top and, and, and make the second division competitive amongst. Clubs who are currently at a, at a similar level, um, yeah. and that's yeah. taken probably a few years for that to settle down, and and those relegations and promotions to. So it doesn't surprise me. No, I mean obviously a lot of the teams' names aren't that familiar because they're yeah. a whole new generation. Even when we played them in the into into Toto and stuff like that, yeah. it's, there's a lot of the names that aren't uh, that aren't familiar. But so I mean it's good. I, I think it's I think that's great because. You know, if you can say you're winning a championship or a T20 or a Worsley Cup when it's that level, okay, Worsley Cup across the divisions, but but a championship when when it's that level of caliber and co- and competition, then then there's an extra bit of kudos there, isn't there? Among yeah. who genuinely are the best. Of them. Yeah, yeah. Without a doubt, I'll bring I'll bring Joe Martin in a minute, and he's when he when Charlie, you know, we're talking to me about. It, I've not spoken to Blaise yet about it. And I looked around and I looked at the amateurs. You know, we used to say in our day that there'd be two quality amateurs. Then you'd have two or three that were, you know, really good players. But you'd always have the odd one or the odd two. Once you got into it, you could, you know, you could sometimes expect to roll sides over. Apparently now, you know, they're all competitive and they're all good players. Joe Martin, what, you know, what, what's your... From what me, me and Gary, the old duffers, have spoke about, what's your view on the way the league is at the moment? It's it's by far and away the strongest league I've played in. For, and oh. I, I've, I've been in the first team now 10 years. That's interesting. And, That's interesting. And I think that really... Um, where, where's, where's Jen gone? <laughs> he disappeared. Carry I on, think, carry oh, on. Uh, took a laugh oh, there we are. Sorry. <laughs> Just disappeared. Uh, yeah, so I think when I first came into the first team and as we were winning championships and stuff like that, we were obviously a very strong team and there were strong. There were probably five, six strong teams in the league. The other ones were pretty good, but you would expect to beat them. I think now, and and the league actually shows that. Uh, and it's a bit of a cliche, I guess, but anyone can beat anybody. You know, we 
we beat Darwin one week and then they beat one of the top teams the week after. So I think that it's a it's a real it's a real challenge. You have to be at the top of your game every week, and if you're not, you'll you'll get beat and you'll fall by the wayside, I guess. Uh, but it's really good to play, actually. I spe- actually, I think one of the interesting things is Jez that probably 20 years ago, maybe 30 yeah. years ago, when you had top professional cricketers, international cricketers playing, uh, and they were obviously, and you, you you know teams can't afford that now. But I think that probably there's a an, like an equilibrium, I guess, where the a very high standard of amateur cricketers will probably yeah. push the push that level up where the um, standard of professional, uh, you know, it isn't Roger Harper or someone like that. But the professionals are still great players as well. Can I add? Still fantastic cricketers. Just to put Pooch back on the spot, soon as you had a good in, Jez, I'll I'll put a bit more weight that way. Is um... I had a visitor down uh, to this this neck of the woods last weekend. Uh, another ex Lancashire League captain, uh, Loris uh, captain, and uh, and when there was a similar chat on um, continuity and uh, and new players yeah. in, and obviously those those golden years of, of Stan's class of two thousand and, uh, um, and and where's that next uh, that next band of of young blood coming through? So if you're saying there's eleven, twelve solid names who are always up for consideration is the two are the twos on that wave that in two or three years time they've got four or five people into that into that mix well you me gary yeah well yeah why not <laughs> um the, the answer is yes there are there are a number of players in that second team who are county representative or or, or sort of district represented or um league uh, league representative players, so yeah, there are there are uh, some really really good players in that in that second eleven who are making the way in the game. Cool. You know, the, the point, Jez, we're making about you know if somebody gets injured or whatever, or, or even if they don't, if there isn't that competition coming through, does, do you still get that level of performance? Um, you know, and that's back to our era as well, where you know we weren't as you know certainly not as good as players in, in, in the current side. But sometimes, if there wasn't that competition, it almost didn't matter if you had two or three shit scores on the bounce. It was, you know, well, who are you going to who are you going to get dropped for? It was, uh, but it's good to hear that they're coming through, Joe. Definitely. I think one of the yeah. things as well, Dooch, is that um, we had quite a few. We had a couple of youngsters playing in the T20 this weekend. Uh, last weekend, sorry. And it's a great competition to to blood those youngsters. I think. Uh, but they also got a they also got a chance to do something. So Tom and Henry both bowled four overs each, uh, and Henry took four wickets and Tom bowled really tidily against um, against Rishton. And, and we sort of know about those players. And in two years' time or three years' time, maybe even sooner, I guess, when they come into the first team, they'll be, they'll be, ready, to, they'll be ready to go. But I think one of the... And whilst it was his first game or his second game, you know, Sharpie played in the seconds this weekend, Booch, and got 60-odd, didn't he? And batted fantastic. So there's also players that, whilst they might not be quite where two or three of them are at, the players that are coming through maybe a little bit unexpectedly as well, which is quite exciting as well, Gaz. Yeah, good, great, great to hear. Yeah, and I, and I don't, you know, it's certainly not going to do these young players any harm you know, going into the first team, you know, none of them are uh, worried or scared or will panic or it'll knock them for six. And like you said there, it's a bonus when, you know, Henry Cotton getting four wickets in that game and seeing the photos on social media of him and Charlie's dad, you know, <laughs> hugging after getting a wicket, you know, what, who on the, you know, who on earth could not even, you know, enjoy seeing things like that and watching it and watching it develop. Um, but it is interesting and let's see that, you know, I, I wanted to bring that point up about the standard of the league um, because it is clearly something I think I've missed over the last, whether it's because of COVID or to understand that these clubs that are coming in who are, who are not traditional Lancashire League clubs are good clubs. Let's not pretend that oh, we're the best in, in sliced bread and everyone says the Lancashire League's the best. You know, it's not in as much as you can't accept clubs coming in. You look who's left in the cup in the cup. You look at the league table, it, it is a tough league. And my final point would be, when we talk about how the leagues go, I listened to Joe Beneducci and the winning the, 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 the league and having that great run. Listen to Paddy Martin and Joe Martin. And then when we had Ben on, 
it seemed to be if you didn't win your first three or four games and get off to a flyer, because we're amateurs and we don't practice maybe like we should do once we've got beat a couple of games, the season's gone before the middle of May. I get the impression now it's different because everyone can pick points up if you're playing at the top of your game. And obviously, reverse is you will drop points if you're not at the top of your game. So that really encourages me for the season. Uh, it really does, as you know, keep people fit and and keep going on. Yeah, anything else from anyone before we just have a look at the games we've played and, and how we've gone on? I was just going to say, actually, we've got a few ex-captains on here, and I, I remember when I was captain, the fixtures come out. You'd look at you'd look at your fixtures yeah. and and sort of plot your way through them fixtures and think, yeah. all right, we might have three or four easy games to open up. Then we then we've got a couple of toughies. You can't you can't do that anymore just because of what you just said there about the about the competitive nature of the league. You you're into it from from ball one really. Yeah, I agree. Honestly, Joe, we used to all do it. You could relax for a week or two because yeah. you think we're going to get points there, and vice versa. You think right, we'll give those points away. You know, we know that we're going to probably get hammered there because of their pro. And a great point you brought up, Joe Martin, around about the pros aren't what maybe they used to be in as much as pedigree. But this will bring out the best part of that professional. If they're playing on a good amateur side, it will bring the best out of them as well. You know, so really interesting points there. Um, just on that oh, one, Jess, sorry to, sorry to well, labor, but just, just adding on to that, it sounds like, like then if, if, it's going, if everybody thinks um, it's going to be that close and that up and down maybe, and you know, one game you can swing three or four positions quite easily, is then yeah. bonus points are going to come into the mix, and so tactically yeah. during any game, if you if you it's look like you're not going to win, and rather than just swinging from your arse and giving it a go yeah. just to get the ten points, is well actually we can come out of this season with a comfortable six or seven that'll yeah. do it yeah. very much, and that and at the end of the day, come the knockings, those those odd points might just make a difference. Without a doubt, Gary, it, it, I think that's going to happen more and more. You know, the days of I think the points will all be concertina and more, and you know. You know, you're looking at Ramsbottom ninth now. They're a great side, probably the best pro in the league. And the ninth, and they'll, you know, they'll be in the top unless something drastic happens. They'll be in the top four without a doubt. So it's, uh, you agree with that, Joe Martin, about the, the yeah. bonus point? How does that yeah, go down? Yeah, absolutely. I think we. So I think it does two things. I think it means that captains now have to play really aggressive cricket. So when they are, when a team's probably not going to win, and they are trying to defend themselves and the thing is that they've got to get close to the target because those bonus points can keep them up yeah that's uh that's one of the things if they if they get three bonus points out of the game which you know is equivalent of a no result those three points are really important whereas previously you could just probably bowl teams out you know whatever i think what you i think i haven't looked at the statistics of this but i think what i've sort of anecdotally looked seen is that whilst it does still happen some teams don't get properly beaten. You know, you'd you'd rock up to some games and you'd expect to score 250, 280, and you'd expect to win by 150 runs. That genuinely doesn't happen anymore. If you score 250, sometimes teams will push and push and get to 200 and 200, 210, 220, and really run it close because of yeah. the quality of the players. Yeah, and I guess that this weekend we'll come on to that, Joe. You know, when we chatted earlier today, Johnny White six hundred this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's a great point yeah, you made. Yeah, but I'm thinking, you know, oh cracky, you know, a flat track, Johnny's done his job, he's got his ton that he's been waiting for forever. But then you realise that it was a grafter grafted yeah. ton and it was, you know, absolutely. probably worth more. I think it's a good point now where we could start to just really just look at each game. Really in brief and, and just fly through it. Um, the first game against Norden at home, you know, I watched all that game. I, you know, I was sat with the um, the legend Richie Benno, who is Paul Sansfield, who talked me through it all uh, and where we went wrong and what what we how we slipped up. Um, Joe Martin, tell us about what how that game went. Just run us through it in, so you know, in a I, few minutes. I, it took back, so I would say Norden probably got two hundred and just over two hundred, two twenty. 222. 222. I've got uh, a card, I didn't remember. All right, okay. Which was uh, a pretty good score on that wicket, I would say. Yeah. Um, we didn't field well, uh, and that was a running theme for the first couple of games, I would say. Yeah, um, a few catches, weren't they, Joe? What, you know, what yeah. happened there? 
I think it was. I don't know. I don't know. It was one of those things. They weren't sort of. They weren't difficult catches. I don't think they were catches that people would expect to take. But yeah. they they happen. People drop people drop catches. Yeah. They don't they don't mean to or anything. But you know these yeah. things happen. So yeah. we probably let them get away. And yeah. and there were lots of arguments. You know, saying that the lad who got. 50-odd or 60-odd, if we'd have caught him when he was on four, it would have meant the pro could have batted for longer. But, yeah. it, it, you know, it also means that, you know, our pro would have bowled at their pro for longer and, you know, they can always take a wicket. Yeah, it, um, it's those analogies, Joe, sorry for interrupting you there. Yeah. And, and I do get on my eye also about this. It, it, it's bullshit, that. You can't, yeah, absolutely. You can't I'm, sort of... I, I was sat with you and other people and I'm looking at the track. It's flat as anything. It's looking great. We just didn't seem on it a little bit. And I was scared to death as Zidi get, getting in. And as long as... They, I mean, I've got it in front. I don't know these people. But Tolly looked in good, didn't it? You know, Fitton's a good player. Mm. That pimp came in. And, I'm, you know, if, if Zaidi gets in here with 30 overs to go, it's a nice day. It's quite a quick outfield. They'll end up with 300. So, you know, let's not... You know, you just said yeah. them people don't mean to drop catches. Do they? And I don't mean to no, criticise. No the side it, it just seemed a little bit on edge maybe a little bit of pressure yeah I think so and and but but at the same time 220 was chaseable yeah very much so and we were actually in two or three positions to win that game uh and unfortunately we lost we lost wickets in clusters and yeah. we probably didn't quite people probably got to 30 and got out yeah um and again start of the season these things these things can happen we were very disappointed in how we played but the, it might seem stupid considering we dropped four catches and we didn't win, but we didn't, we weren't far away. There were just no. little things that we could have done to, you know, get us over the line. And then actually, I don't know if you want to carry on talking about the Norden game, but when we played Norden uh, Middleton the week after and we scored 250, Ben batted extremely well. Um, 250 is a great score. We were probably a little short, 25 short of where we should have been, considering where we were with 20 overs left. Uh, yeah. 30 overs left I guess but 250 you'd back yourself to defend it and their pro got 100 batted well yeah. I mean and and again you you know you, you played against some quality pros and they will score hundreds and they will take five wickets and, and you know they will bowl you out um, so one of the things that those first two games did for us I would say was they when we'd signed Stephen Parry as pro and he's been fantastic absolutely brilliant Unbelievable, great bloke, and very, very fantastic cricketer. Yeah. Um. I think when we signed him, we thought we're we're going to run away with this. <laughs> to be honest with you, <laughs> because we thought he's he's just great. We've got a great squad, but yeah. I think that kind of just brought a little bit of realism to us that this isn't it's not going to be a walk in the park. <laughs> you know, yeah. you actually need to yeah. turn up and battle and, yeah. and properly graft to win yeah. your games. Yeah. Uh, and against so, Middleton. Again, we 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 were in positions to win that game. Again, Joe. After those first two games, did um, did the pro sort of express any view on his perception prior to that, and, and then having played a couple of games, whether he thought it was um, you know any different to what he expected, or surprised about what he faced? Because obviously, like you say, those first two games, you, the pros have scored 180 runs and took nine wickets, and you know been pretty much central to two losses. Yeah, of course. I think that... Um, so it, the wickets were a little bit unexpected for him because they were slow. <laughs> they were a lot slower than what he was used to. Um, but he he understands the club and he understands club cricket in ways that maybe first-class cricketers who come in and play don't in other kind of situations. He completely understands it. And he was saying, we don't need to overthink it. We don't need to come up with brand new theories about how we should be winning games. We just need to, we need people to bat for long periods of time and we need to bowl with plans and bowl tightly. If we do that, we'll win more games than we lose. And that's... Joe, that is so interesting. And so that, that's what Steve Parry said to you all. Yeah, and when I've sort of chatted, when I've sort of chatted with him, it's, yeah. you know, it's, I think as amateur cricketers, sometimes we massively overthink the game. And we try and put ourselves in kind of test match cricketer's shoes. And there's a reason, there's certainly a reason I'm not a test match cricketer, <laughs> tell you that. But I think that, um, yeah, I think that's 
that, that the reason I mentioned that is, um, Dooch, please come in if if you think uh, I'm out of order. But I, you know, I like just throwing this out there and see what you know. Sometimes we might underestimate our supporters and fans who've never played cricket, but it is something that I've listened to, and and I'm not sure which which bit side of the fence I, I sit on. But for a number of years, we seem to get a little bit too bogged down in work. We need to do this and we need to practice this. We need to um, be at this stage after so many overs. And, you know, whether... I know you're saying you're not a Test match player, Joe Martin, but other players are the same level. If a team of 11 individuals play another 11 individuals, 90% of the time, they should come out on top. Is that something that you've noticed, Dooch, over the last few years or something that's been made aware to you or is it just me that's uh, that's heard it? What? Just say that. What, what, <laughs> I was listening, but I don't really know. 11 individuals against 11 individuals, what? We'll over the last, this, so I don't sound like fucking at school. Over the last three or four years, yeah. the team seemed to be a little bit bogged down in tactics and not just right, let okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that or not. No. I've not I'm I've not really seen evidence of a of a of a Laura team get bogged down by tactics. I think you, you've got to have an idea of how you want to play and you've got to have an idea um yeah. before you go on the field as to what order things are gonna happen in and you've got to have a plan, but you've yeah. got to be able to flex from that plan. I, I don't know if that's the point that you're getting at really. You can't be too too rigid and stick to it if it's not if it's not happening yeah that that is my point that i do think on occasions and it, it's difficult really because when you think you know because of covid there's not been much cricket so i've got to be talking three or four years where you know we've got this we need to be at this stage batting after 10 overs or 20 yeah. overs and as bowlers we need to do this with the ball and clearly you're right joe we've got you know, the, the club has to have plans and strategies that they work on during the week, and it's fantastic because it makes us more professional. But as soon as Toby Tommy from Tomberdon comes out and smashes your best bowler uh, at three all over the park in three overs, you've got to adapt to it and think, hang on a minute, we might need to bring so-and-so on earlier. It just, you know, and I'm not, I'm cracky, I'll, I'll carry it on my shoulders. I've thought that's happened a little bit previously, and, and it's, it's interesting to see that, you know, our pro at the moment has said, look, don't overthink things. You know, good players go out and play cricket. Mm. I think that's the thing, especially when you... I mean, we lost the first two games in 2014 and we went on to win the league. Yeah. I think we lost the first three of six, actually. Um, yeah. But when... But I think at the same time, Jess, I, 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 I do take your point. I think that sometimes you, you, can, you can get bogged down with tactics. Yeah. But... I think they are with. I think they're just trying to gain some kind of perspective of where we are in the in in the game. So yeah. you know, through the game, where do we actually where do we actually need to be? Because yeah. we we could end up we could end up short here, or you know, we're not bowling quite well, you know, or something like I don't know. That's yeah. not really a, a tactic, is it? But you know, you, you know, you've got, got to, to be happy medium about that. Yeah, it's got yeah, to be absolutely. happy medium because you've got you yeah. can't go into a game not having not having plans that you've been thinking about for the opposition and what you what you're going to do as skipper. You you've got to have you've got to have some kind of plan of uh, what how are you going to approach a game. But if your point is, can we veer away from that and and be a little bit more spontaneous? You've got to be able to do that as well, haven't you? Yeah, they do. They do, and it yeah, I really, really mean this. And you know, people are probably thinking. That silly old fart is just slagging off all the players who. Yeah. yeah. Don't I'm sure that's that. sure that's how it's going to come across, Jess. I really want to edit it. Yeah. The, the point I'm saying is, it, you know, it, it can be in a positive way as well. You know, they've scored 180. We are 60 off the first 10 overs with Ben and Johnny teeing off for fun. It doesn't mean you have to rein in because we're supposed to be such and such such and such a stage. You just carry on. Just yeah. keep batting, batting, batting. That, that's my point. And I think, you know, I, I, I've only jumped on this uh, this horse because of what uh, what the pros said, what Stephen Parrish said. So the first two games, really, you know, interesting, good sides that we've played against. Yeah. You know, yes. And then... The only reason Joe Martin isn't a test player is he's too nice on Twitter. That's the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 
it's a good point, that Gary, and it, we maybe should come on to that. We've had a little bit of banter on the uh, the Housecast group, but looking at obviously because of what's gone on at some international cricket over the last few days, historical tweets. Uh, you know, needless to say, none of us need to delete all our historical tweets and. Our technical guru managed to find some old tweets from Joe Benaducci and Matt Stanny and, and I've no doubt from me and Gary, but me and Gary are squeaky clean. And the only thing we could find for Joe Martin was dressed as a fireman with a little hose in his hand, a little hose pipe for a ladder. That's, that's not a euphemism. No, no, it wasn't. But, uh, but no, it was uh, it, it Do was you know that guy? That, that I still have that fireman's outfit. I don't doubt What a surprise. Second. Yeah, what a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> And I bet it still fits, and I bet you still put it on every now and again. You, well, you say it still fits. I was, how old were you then? That was, I was in my twenties. <laughs> I know. Talking about pictures doesn't, for our audience doesn't really work, does it? So we'll, we'll perhaps put one of those. Um, yeah, we'll yeah. put one of those pictures out from the from the housecast account. Yeah, yeah, yeah without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, we maybe we'll see how we go towards the end, but our MD didn't come out um, smelling a roll. Prehistorical text. It was uh, the Piers Morgan of <laughs> criticizing <laughs> uh, anything he could do. Think he's uh, had to get anyway. legal representation on back of that. Uh, yeah, uh, yesterday were telling me. Yeah, it's, that's why I'm not going to mention about this slagging off of the NHS or Jeremy Corbyn or or any of the other. Well, uh, obviously, tweet. anybody. Anybody. Anyone is fair game for MD. Yeah, anyone. <laughs> so, uh, Joe Martin, Lawrence versus Darwin. Yeah, um, you know, we, we look, you know, it looks like I didn't go on that game. Looks like we beat him easy. Quick summary of what went on then. Yeah, we bowled and fielded really well. Uh, yeah. quite tight. Um, they didn't really, they didn't really try and accelerate or anything like that. Um, and we just bowled really well. What uh, what we did, what we did really well that we didn't do in the first two games was set it up for Stephen Parry and Paddy to bowl. Right. So previously, we had to we tried to get Parry on early to try and search for a wicket, and really, and in this game, what we did really well was um, bowl tight first up, and then Parry could come on and Paddy could come on. Toxie could bowl. I don't know if Toxie bowled. I think he bowled. Toxie did. Paddy didn't. All right. right well, we'll let it happen. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> uh, but uh, it just meant that it was really hard to score off. Really difficult to score off. And then, and then we knocked them off comfortably. I'd say we batted well. Batted yeah, and Darwin's well. A decent side. Darwin have got some. Darwin's a good side. Good side. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. we've got some very good yeah. players. Comfortably, uh, comfortably, and, and and you know Johnny Whitehead's obviously gone out there and smashed it, and Paddy's come yeah. in uh, and seen that home with uh, you know with thirty odd overs to uh, to spare. Yeah, Johnny was, the, Johnny was imperious. Yeah, imperious. Beautifully batting. How was the feeling in the camp then after that? So we've got our first win under our belt. Ramsbottom game away, it's rained off. Are we are we upbeat? Are, are things yeah. going well? Yeah, definitely. I think the, the majority of the players were. I, as a pessimist, was you know having sleepless nights, wondering whether we were going to get relegated. Um, and but after, <laughs> but after but after that win, you sort of get a bit of bit of confidence in you. Um, and you know, and that was that was nice. That was pleasant. Next game, Walsden at home. That's another no result, but Pro's got his you know his first fifty. Yeah, batted um, well, batted very very well. Batting good uh, in circumstances. Yeah, that was rained off. We'd have had a good chance. We'd yeah. have had a good chance because we would have been able to bowl to good fields, bowl tightly, and you know they they have they are, again Walsden have some great players who can very destructive, but yeah. You know, if you bowl tight at them, they can make mistakes. Yeah, of course they can. And unfortunately, they get a chance to do that. But I spoke to Ben and Francois after that game, and Ben was confident. Franke was bullish. He said that we had 52 minutes. Right. Yeah. Well, I think he he bowled one over, didn't he, Francois, in the in the second innings? And he said he bowled a leg cutter that that went miles. Yeah. 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 If you think of. Maybe 2011, 2012 sort of seasons when Francois used to bowl on wet wickets and no one could get him away. It was yeah. very similar to that. And the first ball, or like a leg cutter that he bowled, probably not his first ball, but one of them, just sort of spat and went and we thought, oh, Jesus. Yeah, because the, well, the wickets weren't great. The weather had changed a little bit there. Yeah, it was poor. Then the, 
next uh, the next game, Burnley at Burnley. Joe, talk us through that. That uh, that was memorable, uh, rain affected game, but a great win. Just talk us through that. Yeah, rain affected game. It was a late start, uh, probably about two o'clock to a forty-two over game, I think. Um, and it, I, we lost a toss, and they and they put us in, I think, from memory. Uh, and looking at the wicket, it wasn't it was a it wasn't a great wicket. It was soft, a bit like a rice pudding, I think. And because it was quite hard on top, but then it was re- it was still soft, so right. so it was kind of so it had a skin on it and some jam and, so, and, and some jam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but Ben and Johnny batted extremely well in that game. Uh, they sort of built a platform. Uh, it was getting progressively difficult to uh, score off. Um, so we started really well. Um, sort of nullified their bowlers and then um, and then tried to accelerate a little bit uh, and I think we got to 140 I think 143 143 and Blez hit a massive six like it was Blez's birthday and he genuinely hit a massive six it was enormous Um, it was still it was still as it hit the changing rooms it was still rising and it would have gone very far Um, who was a bowler? I think it was Ferg. It went really far. <laughs> it went very far. But they were... We got 140, and you think, 140, you're not going to do it. And I think some of the spectators actually were saying it's not enough. But we... Ben sort of... Ben said to Johnny when sort of halfway through the inning, if we get 100 here, we're going to... We're in the game. He was sort of confident on that because the wicket wasn't great. And again, Finchie came back into the side and bowled, bowled very well, got an early wicket. Uh, and then from there... Parry just bowled fantastically well. Absolutely brilliant. Bowled from the top end um, and was brilliant. Couldn't play. Figures are great. Figures are great yeah. that day. Oh, did he bowl something like five maidens or seven maidens? Three, or three for 14 off 12. Yeah. yeah. It was absolutely brilliant. Unplayable in yeah. unplayable in some cases. But, but not because he was spinning the... He, he would spin the ball a, a lot in some instances, but his variation of, of pace on that really sticky wicket and and Paddy ball Paddy ball well as well and Toxie if he if he, Toxie could have a wicket that was made for him it was that it would roll it up and take it in a you know in a van with him anywhere he goes yeah and he, he Toxie bowled very very well bowled very very well absolutely he brilliant any wickets there didn't he yeah he did he did because they're again Burnley are a great side they've got some good players but we saw but we didn't let them get away from us at any point we stayed on top of them and. Um, I think Barrett batted reasonably well towards the end, but once once we'd taken that wicket, we were we were looking good, and it, and we played very well that day. We fielded well, some good catches, um, and everything just sort of clicked into place, and it was a really good result. Really, yeah. Good. I mean, the you know the, all the reports and you know speaking to the players, it were really enjoyable, and you know that could be the turning point or you know where we we, we believe in ourselves. What what was um, what was it like playing against, you know, the ex-pro who played for us, and then, and then obviously you've got uh, Fergus playing for them, and Barrett used to play for us. Yeah. What was that like as a as a team playing well, against those ex-players? Well, we played against. I guess Barrett is a sort of distant memory in the Law House history. You know, <laughs> it, 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 but it, because he played so long ago. You know, it's fifteen years no, ago. No, no, no. Leave it at that. Do you want to leave it at that? Yeah. I'm, leave, I'm going to have to leave that in, or oh, I have to edit it out. But, uh, but and you know Barrett's a great player. Uh, we played against Ferg for Enfield, so him playing for another team isn't that odd. It's a little bit odd playing against Hockey, I think. I, I yeah. think, but to be honest with you, I think it was worse for him than it is for us. Right. We, you know, we once played a game. Matt Walker once sub proed for East Lanks, and I don't think he enjoyed. It. I don't think he enjoyed it at all because he no. turned to me and went, "This is weird, isn't it?" Because yeah. usually he'd be bowling. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I don't think I think people get an affinity to Lower House. That maybe they don't get with other clubs. I don't know. That might be that might not be true. But I, I don't think they enjoyed it particularly well. No, it is. It's hundred percent true, Joe. That that you know that's what happens. People leave for different reasons or or aren't allowed back for various reasons. Um, <laughs> um, but it, you know it is. It's you know we we crack on regardless. Um, but that was a great win. You know, it, yeah, well, I, I think that kickstarted us back into. You know, it was a proper, it was a proper win, Jez. It was yeah. where everything sort of just fit, fell into place. Where we batted pretty well, and and it was good. 
It was very good yeah. to play. Yeah, fantastic. So then I think the, the uh, Friday night, so we're up to this weekend, just gone Friday, right, Rishton okay. at home. Um, it's fair to say you completely battered them. Yeah, um, I think so. Um, I don't know whether they were a little bit nervous or whether they were really confident. I don't know. It was a bit. It was. It was a bit strange. The atmosphere was a bit odd. They're not, They're a great team. They're a nice, nice, great set of lads. But it was. It was. I don't know. It was just a bit odd. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Um, but um, we didn't have some of our regular players playing. I think it's fair to say. You know, Francois didn't play. Blaise didn't play. You know, people like that. Uh, and so we had two youngsters in Tom and. Um, uh, Tom and yeah, Henry. Henry. Yeah. And Simi Henry. also played. And Simi played and fielded very, very well, uh, can I say. Uh, and uh, yeah, again, we batted really well. Batted very well. The DJ was fantastic. Yeah. Really good. Highlight of the evening was the DJ. What was his, uh, what's his DJ name, uh, Joe? I, I, I couldn't possibly comment on that, but I think, I don't know. I can't think of anything funny to say. <laughs> I've heard Italian Stallion. I don't think so. But, uh, it might be. I mean, he is a bit. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, why not? DJ Italian Stallion. No, I'm trying to think of a like an animal, an Italian animal. Chicken. You know, like, <laughs> like, I don't know, like Doctor Fox, but an Italian oh, equivalent. Yes, there's a famous DJ called David Getter, and Stanny's Chris and me, Fat Getter. Oh. <laughs> Fat Getter, yeah, I like it. Yeah, so we played very well, and it was great to see the youngsters doing well. Henry, Henry, and Tom. I think Henner's is sixteen or just turned sixteen, and Tom is yeah. fifteen. And uh, Tom bowled really well, bowled really tight, especially with a really short boundary uh, yeah. at the top. He bowled really well; they couldn't get him away. And then Henry came on and 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 bowled and bowled really, really beautifully. It was really nice to see. Turn the ball. Yeah. Bold with a great pace, and I think that set him up for the weekend actually when he went back into the second team because he yeah, good. and he played four games that weekend, <laughs> played Friday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Good um, and, good and was great. And good the thing see, about um, them is, sorry, guys, you could see uh, Dean Barlow getting some runs as well because he'd had a bit oh, of a sticky four. start, hadn't he? Gaz, he absolutely nailed it. Jesus, smashed, smashed it. There were some really good hacks, <laughs> yeah. They were proper, which is, they were just walloping it. I don't yeah. know how many sixes he hit, five? Yeah, five. Five, yeah, five sixes. He, was, he batted very well. No, you're right there, Gary. Cleanly. He is a great player, and just that opportunity and getting in there at the right time in the 50-over format, you know, I, I genuinely believe that he, you know, he can do a job for us. So that and he's a great team. lad. As well. Yeah, he's a great team. Team. Yeah. He will. He will. He'll do anything. He's fantastic. Yeah. Really good. Really good. No, that's good. And and also, as we said early on in this conversation, the young players will get so much out of that. You know, not just the the, the, the wickets, yeah. but the experience for when you know, and and if whether it's this year or next year or whenever it is that they have to come in and back in our ball in that important yeah. period. How just as a a spectator trying to peep into the dressing room. I know one of our earlier podcasts, Johnny Russell said that spectators shouldn't be anywhere near the dressing room and knowing what's spoken about. How the young lads, how do they cope with the dressing room now? Because I remember the likes of Dukes coming in there the first time. How how do they how are they received? How are they looked after and how do they behave? Well, the behaviour's no problem, Jess. Right. And I think they receive everything well. They get a bit of a learning experience from Johnny because anything can happen there. But yeah. I don't spend a lot of time in the dressing rooms due to COVID. I use this office as my dressing room. <laughs> I have my own dressing room. Oh, Joe. Which, Why well, do we have you on here? Well, we'll to... for kind of insight like this, Jez. Jez, I'd guess, on your point about changing rooms, I'd guess it's a, it's a much different place than it was. Really? It, yeah. it might be. It might be. I don't know what the word is. But I think it might be a nurturing environment. Yeah. Is there any fighting that goes on? No. No. But not even, you know, punching the face now and again? <laughs> no. Absolutely not. Well, actually, I, I tell a lie there. When I wicket keep, Johnny punches my punches me. Right. He punches my my cricket helmet. Right. Be careful, man. It punches my... Yeah, and just keeps punching me and right. finds it very amusing. 
Right, no, we, we didn't used to do that. So, but anyway, the, the great <laughs> lads, and they're going to um, and they're going to progress. I have no doubt, you know, into quality first team. So it's so good to see that. So then we move on on the Saturday. We play Great Hardwood. Yeah, yeah, Great Hardwood. Uh, again, we we played, but we played we played pretty well. We played yeah. really well, actually. Uh, we bowled we bowled well for, we bowled well Pazza bowled well first up. Yeah. Um, Francois Ball, Francois Ball well, Toxie Ball well, everybody Ball well. They had a bit of a partnership in the middle when we would probably expect to bowl them out for about 100. They got to 130. They had a partnership of maybe 50 or 60. Um, and then we came in and battered. Francois and Pazza battered really well again. And then a flurry of LBW decisions that came out of nowhere that, I mean, they were bizarre. After not right. giving any in the first inning, these were bizarre. To say, to say the least. But, you know, they're entitled to give them, I think, even if they're not right. Um, but uh, They're entitled to give them even if they're not right? Yes, yeah, it's their call, isn't it, you know, at the end of the day. They yeah. think it's out. If they think it's out, it's out, but uh, I, I might disagree. You're too nice, Joe. You're too nice. Well, yeah, I guess so. But we got uh, over the but, line. But do we not have to be very careful on these podcasts? Because I have seen, you know, that, or I've, I've been told quite a few umpires listen to it, and we don't want to... You know, oh, it's, a no. it's a difficult job that they do. It is, absolutely. But I do sometimes, you know, you know, you have to be careful as to... You know, because the following day, we got two or three, and, and then... Yeah, I mean, and, it's, and not they, a, it's not a criticism, Jess, can I add? It's but just... It's <laughs> It's not genuinely not. It's just that what I, it's just the kind of state of the game. It was really odd. Right. I was one of the, I was one of them. Man might have been out. I don't know. But you've got to think of which side your your bread's buttered, Jez, haven't you? Exactly. You've got to. Yeah. You know. I think, I, 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 think well, I think all umpires are great. So no laughing around. We'll edit that last bit. So when you just asked me, Jez, what how did you go? My response will be all umpires are great. Umpires are great. But we got over the line, Jez, nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, it was. Uh, I think it's worth just having a little discussion about some video footage from that game. Um, I'm sure Dooch has seen it. Danny, have you seen that uh, footage with Fincher? No, I haven't. I've been trying to keep up with some of the streaming, but um, I haven't seen this one you're talking about now. Well, it's bizarre. Adam sent it, mate. He, I didn't go over to Great Hardboard, but you could see Adam said, oh, you can see it streaming online. And it was probably... The, the angle was from long on, if you will, quite high up, but it was really good footage. You know, you could work out, you know, who where they hit the ball and, you know, and, and, and if they got four, where sometimes you don't even know if they've, you know, if they've hit it. Um, their pro has come into bat. In fact, you're, Martin, you explain what happened. Yeah, so we've just, got, we've just taken a wicket and their pro had come into bat, hadn't faced the ball, um, and their... I was just about to just, I was just about to demonstrate it, but obviously that's no use, is it? Uh, so their batters hit it back at Finchie. Uh, he admitted he probably should have caught it, but as he's turned, it's deflected off his hands onto the stumps and run their pro out for a diamond duck. Uh, and it was excellent. I've given yeah, it was really excellent, a really excellent piece of work. I've given Finchie a lot of stick over the past podcast, so it was it excellent. Was, but- but what makes it funny when he when it happens, it is a real. It's almost like someone's thrown, um, you know, a, 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 a rocket at him that's going to explode in his hands. He throws his hands up in air. He goes, "Oh shit, what's happening?" The ball lands on the stump, and then he runs off. <laughs> yeah, the proper celebration, like a proper. Is it, worthy, is it worthy of cricket AM? Without a doubt, <laughs> yeah. it is funny. It's great. It is funny. Really good. And it was interesting. Because Finch's tweeted anti about us picking on him. I can't find the tweet where he said, I'm really enjoying this podcast <laughs> or something. Um, so we're not slagging you off, Finchie. You know, you, you ran their pro out and he hadn't even faced the ball. So, uh, so you know, so that's an achievement. But ironically, chaps, I go through Finch's um, Twitter feed and right at the top is Matthew Stansfield. That is absolute, complete and utter bollocks, Ian Wright. They say poor pass to pass it. He never gives the ball. He, he'd never give that ball to Tarks or me. So when Stone drops the clanger, he shouldn't have passed it all the time. It's utter, 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 utter horseshit. Why would Paul Stanley give it to himself? Why would Matt Stanley give it to himself? 
I don't know. I think he must have retweeted it. I just saw it on the head. Just before oh, we go off oh, the, the Great Arwood game. Yeah, Ben Mee. Just before we go off the Great Arwood game, can you perhaps shed some light on why Charlie was down to bat at number 11? <laughs> well, we'd got, we'd obviously, we'd got to about 100, um, I think. Yeah, something like that. And so we thought, before, so they sent me in, sent me in. For, me. So I can yeah. <laughs> they sent me in, I got about seven. Um, and then they sent Dean in, and then they sent Paddy, and then they sent Paddy in. Because I just thought, well, we'd get over the line. Um, and, 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 and then um, we sent Toxie and Finchie, we sent Toxie and Finchie in. We, I don't know why. I've got no idea why Blaise and Charlie were about to. That's a nine, ten, and eleven, and I bet I bet there's a struggle to have more Lancashire League runs ever in oh. any side batting at nine, ten, eleven. I think yeah. if I was, to, I think if I was to estimate the number of runs they've had, they'd have, I reckon Charlie's got six thousand, so that's you know twenty-two thousand, twenty-three thousand plus. So you're nearly pushing kind of thirty thousand runs batting nine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nine, ten, and eleven. I'd, the reason I asked that question is I had a, that they'd had a shower. And they didn't want to get the gear back on. Well, I didn't want to say that, but Finchie had a shower and then had to go and bat. <laughs> let, us, let us know how that goes on in selection next time, Joe, will you? <laughs> yeah, drop them. Get them out. Never in our day, Jess. Right, one to happen in our You never let a shower unless there were gas in it. <laughs> so then, Sunday, Rochdale at home, uh, Joe. Tell us about that game. That looks yeah, uh, it was, fantastic. Um, Johnny White it was fantastic. All the fans were back at the club. Yeah. You know, after after the lockdown break. And, and you know, when people couldn't come. And Johnny Whitehead battered incredibly. It was one of the best innings I've seen. And the, one, of the thing, one of the things is that to score, I think to score runs, and I'm, I'm speaking from no position of authority here, but I think to score runs, you sometimes have to take risks. And the thing about that innings is Johnny took, calculated risk that he was able to deliver on and yeah. it was absolutely fantastic to see um it was it was it was brilliant to watch and, yeah. and Pazza battered well as well with him brilliant again fantastic but it was it was amazing to see Johnny get 100 really yeah. really good am all I right all the friends Jez and it, yeah. it was brilliant am I right in thinking that you know, quite a slow start and then started to push it and push it and then fours and sixes or yeah, was it in it spurt? Was, well, uh, no, I think it was, I think it was measured. It was a really measured innings where I think he just played the ball on its merit. So when it was a bad ball, he just he dispatched it. When it was a good ball, he pushed it for a single, but it just worked. He just worked the ball so well. It didn't, and you know, he hit, he hit massive to get to about 90 98, I think, it's a massive six, like a, yeah. a pull shot, and it was enormous. Yeah. Um, but it was just a measured innings. It wasn't a really sort of fast acceleration. It wasn't yeah. anything. It, it was just a. It was just a beautifully played inning. Wow, oh, that's brilliant. So, 210. Was it always too many for them? I think so. Yeah, it wasn't. Okay. It was never going to get easier to bat on. I don't think it was going to get slower, right. especially with um, Paddy and Pazza coming on. Um, yeah. and uh, they got off to a pretty good start, but not a fast start either, yeah. to be honest with you, to be up with the rate and then to be able to carry on when the wicket sort of deteriorated as it got yeah. further on. And um, then Pro Whitehead, is, is he a good player? I mean, he's obviously... You know, he yeah, seen bit. Yeah. yeah, he bowled very well. Very good bowler. And yeah. and, we, and we've got to mention it was Finch's 400 lower house yeah. wicket. It was a yeah. great achievement. And yeah. um, I'm extremely pleased that that happened because... Um, he's one of our greatest all-rounders, if not. Yeah. I mean, you could argue that he's probably, as an amateur, he's probably the best potentially. Well, I, 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 you know, you've got to, Joe Benedici could hit a mean six over extra cover and, and yeah, bolts. I know. Um, um, you mean facetious, Jess? Move on. <laughs> Finchy's bowled well. Finchy bowled beautifully well. Bowled fantastic. Very well there. Obviously, Steve Parry's 15 overs for 42 with three wickets. Uh, how come Francois, Francois only bowled five overs? It was just the wicket, Jez. It yeah. was just the wicket. It was where we didn't... It, pace on the ball wouldn't wouldn't help. Yeah. It would help them more than us. Yeah. And 
you know, Toxie Ball pretty well as well when he came back. Uh, yeah. And also, I must mention the way. So I don't know if you, I don't know if you, if you could follow the game, Gaz. But they were nine down going into the last over. So three balls um, left. Yeah, yeah, three balls left. Toxie was bowling. Blaze was in the slips. He hasn't fielded there for a long time. <laughs> oh, Blaze was in the slips. He was at second slip. How many slips did you have? Twelve. We had three. Three slips and a gully. So he packed the first two back, and then. He prods at the last one of the third ball, and Blaise takes a, a low catch, so low, diving left-handed catch, um, probably, I don't know, six inches off the floor. Just do that again, Joe. Just show us, just dive again. It was probably about six inches off the ground, and just right. when you thought he couldn't be any more of a legend, he goes and does something like that. But it was brilliant. It was like everything... Was back to normal. It was brilliant. Yeah. It was so good. So, again, point. Yeah, we'll yeah, come exactly. back to that. Exactly. That, that was the great point that I was going to make. It, moments like that that yeah. allow you to do well in competition. Yeah, it can just maybe clinch, really some, you know, clinch something. Yeah, no. Absolutely. absolutely. And your brothers obviously bowl very well. You're behind bowl really well. 11 overs, for, we've got four wickets for 40. That's uh, coming out all right for him. Yeah, he said, he has said that he is. He, he bowled, you might say that he was going, you know, 40 runs, you know, sort of give and take, but he was bowling yeah. really attacking, um, trying to get wickets, and that's when he bowls at his best. And he and, he, and again, he bowled really well. He bowled so yeah. well. Um, and again, it's hard to bowl these teams out. It's really yeah. tough. Yeah. Really tough. It's no mean feat to, to yeah. get these teams out. Um, is, it, is it a bit contentious to ask what he was feeling with signing Steve from Parry for two years? No, I don't. I don't think so. I think that one of the things that a lot of the good teams do now is the ball spinners in tandem, and yeah. you know, having a and 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 who better to learn from than a than a, an England international who's yeah. played all over the world? Yeah. You know, you you don't get those kind of experiences all that often. I don't think so. Everyone is everyone's really pleased. I can't speak highly enough of the pro. He's such a great guy and a great player. I think that's another reason why, you know, that we need to get him on in the next couple of weeks. And, and yeah. so what Gary said then is a great point to come into a club. What does he think of us now? What does he think of the players? I mean, he's not going to come in and say he's shit and he's a dick, but he... I do. Yeah, he could do. Yeah, he could do, I suppose. He's played but a few games with Finchie now, so... <laughs> yeah. No, Finchie's a great... He, he's one of our best ever players, he's Finchie. Oh. Uh, um, honestly, he bowled at the weekend, and it was uh, superb. It was brilliant. It was so good. Just doing, it's just so skillful. Like on a piece skillful. of string, Joe. That's what they like say. On, like, yeah, string. absolutely. Yeah. Um, so before we move on to you know the next few games and what's going to happen from there, just mention at the moment you know, a massive thank you to all the spectators and all the people who've supported uh, the club. In this difficult, you know, there were four or five week period where people could only stop outside and, and we had record bar sales, you know. And as a result of those bar sales, you know, the club has managed to get finished. The refurbishments have been finished. And and I was down there today and the, there's some, we, we, you know, there's a new decking now being created to the right hand side of the clubhouse as you come out the steps. You know, it's all been flagged Uh I think George Durkin's there, you know, Sean yeah. Durkin's son and, and George's dad there doing all the flagging. That looks fantastic. Money's being spent from the community that, you know, that have been that have supported us over the last few weeks and months. So thanks very much for that. Let's keep it going. The club's open now. Then hopefully within the next two or three weeks, if you know, if Boris keeps to his words. And if he doesn't, then I'm sure it'll only be a week or two afterwards to keep supporting the club. And don't forget the Euros are on down there. There's a, a system in place for booking your tables and your seats to come down and watch. So, uh, so please do that. Thank so you about the sponsors, Jed, as well, those who stuck uh, yeah. with the club. and Because it'd have been the easiest thing in the world just to sort of um, yeah. walk away for a little bit. But, uh, you know, especially yeah. how much they they could have got out of it with a uh, with few spectators and games not being played and things. So, I mean, we've got four great sponsors on on the house gas, um, you know, and the rest of the club sponsors uh, deserve a mention as well. Yeah, here, here, Gary. Yeah, they've, uh, 
you know, no one's walked away from it. They, you know, they're still, you know, helping us out financially and and with, uh, you know, with the work that's done on the club. It really just shows, you know, in in times of um, of difficulty and adversities, I, I feel a little bit like we're in World War Two and we're just coming out of it and we start waving those Union Jacks. It's uh... what, what was it like that time, Jake? <laughs> I don't know, I'll ask Blaise. Just um, going back to what you were saying about booking table. Yeah. I talked to Gav today. He's booked a table for every single group game, knockout stages, semi-final, final, the Ryder Cup, the Olympics and the Cricket World Cup. <laughs> Good lad. What, a table for one or can we join him? <laughs> him and all his mates, table for one. Brilliant, good lad, Gav. It is, it'll be good fun, and it, you know, it's there haven't been an ounce of trouble. The bar staff are doing a sterling job, and it, uh, you know, we, we're coming out the other side. So let, let's look forward, let's look at what's happening over the next weekend. I think I'm right in saying the two Joes, it's Clitheroe away Friday in a T20, Clitheroe at home Sunday, sorry, Clitheroe away Sunday in the, in the league. What's your thoughts around that, Joe Martin? Are you confident? Is the team up for it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, what was that there for? We have a we have a, a couple of players missing. Uh, some, I guess Johnny Whitehead's not playing, and Pinchy's not playing because he's in the England bubble. Um, so you know it's going to be a tough it's going to be a tough game because they're a great side. We've got some very good players, uh, but we're also we're also a good side. I mean, you you look at you look at our team and. You forget, you forget how how good some of the players are. Mm. Um, you really, you really do. Some people haven't had it. You know, Toxie, for example, has had a six hundred run season in for, in the Lancashire League, and that's next to me, at number 11, number ten and number eleven. Yeah. So the quality in the team is outstanding. And, it, and you know, someone, you know, Johnny got a hundred last week. It can be somebody else's day to get a hundred this weekend. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. I think the weather's. Okay, as well. So um, yeah. you know, fingers crossed that, that things go our way and uh, and we keep this run going. Um, is there anything else from anyone who's on Joe Duch? Anything? I was just going to mention there about players missing games for different reasons. I don't know if you remember when you two were uh, involved in picking teams. Did you ever have anyone miss for being in the England women's bubble? <laughs> no. Before I answer that one, <laughs> Jerry, I'm doing the same. <laughs> I think someone missing from making a bubble. <laughs> uh, I must just mention uh, young Tommy Olsen as well. He missed the game. He's Tom plays in the seconds. He missed the game this year because uh, he sprained his ankle getting out of a hot tub. That's, uh, that's another another new one that, yeah, that appeared off. this year. Mm. Tom's also got a very good story about a holiday he went on a few years ago, but I'm not going to tell that. I'll wait for it. I'll wait for him to come on there before he tells that story. Sounds, sounds an interesting character, Dooch. Can we invite him on? How old is he? What, mentally? I think he's he's 18 and 19, Tom. I'll get him on, then. Get him he's on a character. Him. He's a character. Yeah. If he'd come on, we can only get him on if he'll tell us that story about his, uh, his holiday a few years ago. It's a belter. All right. All right, we'll get him on. We'll get him on. Um, but it'd be good to catch up. Gary, we're missing you like mad. Any moves are you heading up? North in the next six or twelve months, or oh anyway. yeah, before then, Jez. Um, we'll just wait and see what happens on uh, June twenty first. Right. Um, but um, we're all we're all double double jab now in this house, so um, so we're all great. So we're right. on the move. We've got some dates planned. Um, right. We've got some people coming down here first, but the uh, we'll be coming up there, and uh, I'll be making sure that uh, um, make it known and make sure we get down the the West End. Yeah, no, that'd be fantastic. We're going to have a good old catch-up. Especially now, I feel we've got an extra bubble ourselves with the house cast. And, I mean, I, I'm not up for any trips away or anything, but Joe Martin, we're talking today about organising a, a Chester's Racers trip for the house cast uh, presenters. So, so we might have that. Excellent. You say about the house cast bubble as well, Jez. I've been watching Joe, and this this won't come across for the, for the listener. But he sanitised his hands 23 <laughs> times in the hour we've been talking. Seriously. He hasn't moved out to that chair, so I don't know what's coming through your Zoom screen. Right? Yeah. And the daft thing is, Gary, he's sat in the West End room 
in club and he's been there all it was I walked in there at about 20 past eight this morning and he was in exactly the same suit. Well no, exactly the same seat, but he had a tuxedo on. Well, I, know, I know he doesn't drink, but he's absorbed that much alcohol through his fingertips. <laughs> uh, he won't be able to drive home. <laughs> You'll have to sleep there, Joe. I'm not averse to that. So anything else from anyone? No, no we're all done. Home. Brilliant. That, uh, let's see how that comes across to all our listeners. We've got up to, I think, Adam's last tweet that went out. We've had something like 29,000 listens to the podcast in about 14 or 15 different countries, some bizarre countries that you won't believe. But we really appreciate everyone listening. Hope it makes it some fun. And uh, I will try to carry on and get some guests on now we're out of lockdown. Thanks very much for listening to the Housecast. Make sure you subscribe, you like it and tell your mates and support the sponsors. Send more house to save the house.